This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versario right here on the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for being with us today. We have somebody that I've met along the way. We did some work with Strikeout Baseball, which is a stadium for youth right in Lansing. We're building. It's the John Smoltz Baseball Strikeout Stadium, and we're having some fun with that. And I met some people, and somebody that I met was a gentleman by the name of Steve Morgan. He is the founder and the owner of Maximum Athletic Performance. And of course, Steve, when you started your company, tell me what you set out to do. So it's uh, turned 30 years old. What I originally set out to do was to work with athletes, young athletes, and guys and gals that were on the way up that needed some help and needed some things clarified because the landscape of physiological training at that time was somewhat very complex. It was a lot more than benching and just squatting. And so we were starting to uh, usher quickness and uh, plyometrics and all this other recovery and rehabilitation stuff that just kind of confused a lot of people. And so I said, you know what? I need to create a little business. And I wasn't counting on making a lot of money. I just wanted to make sure that I provided the information yeah. to the people around my area that needed it. What I think you're sharing with me right now is that it was probably the early days before physical training became so scientific because I think it, there's, it's not just, as you mentioned, as easy as grabbing a weight and making it happen, but there's some science, some different elements that go into it. And it sounds like you kind of take the entire well-rounded approach. Is that correct? Absolutely. We work with registered dietitians. We work with physical therapists. We uh, do hands-offs from physicians. You know, Dr. Julie Dodds and I have collaborated over the last 30 years from Michigan State to professional athletes and so on. And so it's nice because you can't do it by yourself. And that saying about it takes a village, it really does take a village to figure out some of these complex physiological issues that uh, athletes are having. You know, yeah. you just don't have the schooling or you don't have the experience at the time to do it by yourself. Well, and, and we're going to have a little bit of time to talk about all of that, but I want to go back a little bit to the beginning and try to understand your world because it isn't like you woke up one day and said, hey, I ought to get physically fit. Athletics and some of the uh, fun things that go along with that have been a part of your life a long time ago. Tell me about the early days. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Lansing, Michigan. I was uh, born on the west side of town on a street called Chelsea. It's right over by Riddle Elementary. And then uh, my mom and my grandparents, we had an extended family. Yeah. They all migrated north from uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Ah. Uh-huh. Yep. And my grandpa was the head cook at the Country Club of Lansing for <laughs> uh, 35, 36 years. Oh, my goodness. That must have been why they have such a good reputation for food, I would assume. So did he spend any time teaching you how to cook? Yes, of course. <laughs> and I worked there. My first job was a caddy. I caddied there. I used to caddy for Dr. Jameson, Tom Jameson, Freddie Beheimer, Cushman. Taste the real leaders and understanding how things can work if you work hard. Well, and it's really interesting to me about some of the people that you have met along the way. And I'm sure that you as a young man were probably looking at all of that going, this is pretty cool. I want some of what they have, which is the ability to be swinging a golf club on a Saturday afternoon or a Monday afternoon or whatever it is. And so I'm sure that was a bit of an inspiration for you. But let me focus on the family for a second. You said an extended family. So it sounds like you had some people that were keeping an eye on you to make sure you didn't get into too much trouble. Yes, my mom's brothers, both my uncles, my main uncle. 
James, he's passed away. He was a veteran. He served in Vietnam. He was always on me about eating right. And, you know, he was a short order cook and he worked as a prison guard. You know, he had odd things as a vet trying to put food on the table for his family. Yeah. And uh, my other uncle, my uncle Gene, he was a fifth degree black belt and he worked at Oldsmobile. Oh. And then my grandpa, of course, was the cook. And on uh, Saturdays and Sundays, we always played baseball and sports together. <laughs> well, it sounded like you had some men in your life, and probably some ladies, too, that were keeping a close eye on you and making sure that you put a ball in your hand instead of anything else and probably were Absolutely. interested in doing the right thing. So tell me, athletics in your life, you started out playing the ball in high school and such? Yeah, you know, I mean, we can take it from there, but, you know, your formative years are pony ball and, uh, Pop Warner and, uh, you know, the church basketball leagues and anything prior to high school, you know, pond hockey, any place where there was uh, qualified adults, they used to just provide us with instruction, you know. Yeah, too late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I don't complain about my upbringing at all because it was an extended family. My mom worked for the Postal Service. You know, she retired from there. My uncle ended up retiring from Oldsmobile, and that's just what we do as Morgans. We get in, and we stay. Well, it's really exciting to see a little bit about this. And like I said, Steve, I had a chance to meet you along the way, and I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better today right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Steve Morgan. We'll be right back. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Steve Morgan. He is the owner of the Maximum Athletic Performance Organization, which is something he founded. He's doing great things with that all over the state, doing pouring himself into young men, which is what we heard in that first segment where he actually had people pouring into him as a young person and some good things happened along the way and I think you had a pretty stellar high school career in athletics too is that right Steve? I think you're being a little kind but I managed to get to college out of high school so it was stellar for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well hey you know the end results is what we measure you know we don't always measure the performance and style. (laughs) Right right and once again going to Everett during the 83 to 85, if people want to look that up, there are some incredible coaches and uh, teachers and athletes there. So I'm just a product of my environment. I really am. And I only try to do that part of me uh, service every 
every day. And that's why I like working with the kids. Well, I really love what you mentioned, you know, about the people that have poured into you. It's interesting to me when you look back and you see some people that have made a difference. And so you've got some names that might come to mind. Tell us a little bit about those people that meant the most to you in those early years. Starting out at Everett, I mean, you got to go with Coach Boss, uh, Coach Boss Sr. He took me as a ninth grader and gave me an opportunity to pitch batting practice. You know, after school, i get out of Gardner and I'd slide on over to Everett and throw a little batting practice to the varsity. And uh, that following year, when I came to school there, I was on varsity automatic. And uh, from there, I never looked back. Mm. Uh, Coach Johnny Jones for basketball is completely different than Coach Boss. But both were tremendous leaders, and they led by example. And they're good men of faith, both of them. I can't speak enough about them. And then uh, here's a little something for you. Karen Sprecher was my dance teacher at Everett from my sophomore year until I graduated. We competed in state competitions and formal dance and modern dance and tap and all kinds of things. Come on, man. You're telling me you're a dance student? Yes, I for three years. And Karen Sprecher is her name. And she took about four or five of us athletes. And she kept us for three years. And uh. taught us everything. It was a, the... the she expanded my horizon to be able to open and be humiliated at things that you weren't good at, but it was okay because she said it was okay. Steve, this is incredible. Honestly, you know, I can think of myself and your age, and of course I'm not that much difference in age with you going through high school a little bit earlier than you, but my point is is that, my gosh, you probably couldn't have drugged me in there without somebody hitting me with a baseball bat to a dance class, but I think that takes some courage, frankly. It was courage, but at the same time, once you got into class, you know, everybody was the same. And, uh, you know, we had drama students, you had athletes, you had nerds, and Mrs. Brecker would, you know, she just molded you all together, and there was a role for everybody in every skit, in every performance. If you weren't the highest jumper, she would find a place for you. You know, <laughs> but she was always including us, and there was no teasing. You know, if you had small little chicken legs or... If your booty was too big, she didn't allow any of that stuff. There was no teasing. And I do the same thing in math to this day. The kids do not tease each other. They only laugh with each other. I love it. I just love it. You know, Steve, that really had to be quite formidable years. And look at the difference that some people have made in your life in those impressionable years. You know, young teenagers, as they're trying to find themselves find their identity in a lot of different ways. And my gosh, you found it on the court, on the field, and even in the dance studio. I think that's just so exciting to hear and understand that along the way. Tell me if there was, uh, you said lead by example, and I've heard, you know, when we talk about Coach Boss Sr., he is a legend in this town. I wonder about some of the things that you, beyond practice what you preach or lived it out, what are some of those takeaways that you can say, well, this is what I learned from these people? Oh, work ethic. Unquestionable. I mean, from dance to baseball to basketball at the JV level, even, you know, aspiring to try to make a varsity, which wasn't going to happen ever during that time. We had Kevin Smith, Scott Reed, Jimmy Manuel. We went to the state semifinals against Antoine Judge, Jobert. So it was unrealistic for me when I went up there on Saturday to play hoops and open hoops. It was unrealistic of me to think that I was going to all of a sudden be on varsity next year. But I went anyway. Because that's the work ethic that all of us had at Everett. There were wrestlers up there on Saturdays watching basketball just to support the other kids. Wow. 
know, I mean, we had a complete community at Everett from 83 to 85. It was just a thriving thing, and it left such an indelible impression on me that when I went to college, my choice of college was because of a strong leader like Coach Ostrike at Eastern Michigan. I chose Eastern Michigan over several, including Cornell, Cal State Fullerton, Western, Michigan State. I went to Eastern over all of those schools. Well, you said something that really is inspiring to me. You said community, and I think that's such a important element and something that I think a lot of us can really underscore is that, you know, instead of putting the kids on the bus or sending them down the street to school, you stay involved, you're part of the community, and you have wonderful teachers and coaches and parents coming together to create that community. And wow, we're learning something today, Steve. We're so glad you're with us right here in the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Place keeps changing, and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguess.com. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Steve Morgan. He is the actual owner and founder of Maximum Athletic Performance. And, of course, uh, Steve, in this last segment, you mentioned the importance of some of the people around you, but you went on to college, and you must have found a sense of community at college as well because you're now at Eastern and trying to find your way as a young man, not far from home, but still it's away from home, and so you're trying to find your way. Tell me about that experience. Well, yeah, Coach Ostrike, Eastern Michigan at the time, were producing athletes in baseball and track and field at a national level. Bob Welch came out of Eastern Michigan's program and Coach Ostrike and Coach Coriel. So it was a privilege to be able to go there. But at the same time, Vic, I have to tell you, I was the first black baseball player in Eastern Michigan history. No way. Wait a minute, Steve. This is the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, and Coach Ostrike Years and oh my never word! Recruited a black guy. Was it something that was made a big deal, or did you feel welcome and nobody noticed? Tell me about that. Here in town, it was not a big deal. You know, when it was put in the papers, I was going there. Bob Gross wrote the article. Yeah, and said that I was going to Eastern Michigan over such and such, and, and uh, no one ever thought to think that you know. But Coach Boss knew, and Coach Boss told my mom and I. At the time, before we signed, you know, at our house in the living room, Coach Boss knew exactly what he told me. He said, you can handle it. Uh, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, so I went. I enjoyed every minute. 
my catcher was another name that you're going to remember. He was a junior at the time. His name was Chris Hoyles. Huh. He ended up playing nine seasons with the Baltimore Orioles wow. with Cal Ripken. <laughs> so when you talk about leadership, I had to come in at the bottom of the totem pole. Yep. And literally at the bottom of the totem pole. And I had to win my teammates over first through that same thing I'd learned at Everett. Work ethic. I show up every day. My job was I cut the infield with a push bar every day or every other day, depending <laughs> on how many games we had that week. That was my job. No kidding. That was my responsibility. And that's how Coach Ostreich made me important to the team as an outsider by giving me a very important job. And wow. everybody knew me. They knew me not as the black baseball player, but as the guy that cut the field and pitched. <laughs> Oh, Steve, how fun is that? But, you know, I got to believe that, you know, and I don't want to go backwards because we got so much to talk about, but, you know, that family, that extended family of yours is having all of that to talk about and all the great things going on there. Part of it is your personality. You're just fun to be around. And I got to believe that really played well for you coming into a unique situation like you had at Eastern. I didn't make All-State. You know, I played too many sports, and I was bouncing around from sport to sport. I made All-Conference in football and baseball. I also made All-Conference in uh, golf. Yeah, I played varsity golf my sophomore and junior year, and I didn't play football. Oh, my gosh. Wait, listen, this guy's on the court. He's on the field. He's on the golf course. He's on the dance hall. <laughs> you kind of did it all. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but and so you say Eastern, but Eastern proved to be a very good stepping off point because I transferred back to Michigan State. I ended up becoming a Spartan, which was my dream. And I graduated from Michigan State. And then I moved on out to the MAC. And then I ran into some of the same people that were older now from the country club. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my client list at the MAC, Kelly Rossman, rest of the soul from Rossman Communications, Gerald Faberman from the Faberman Group, who's passed away now. Lou Brand, the founder of the John Henry Corporation was one of my clients. God rest his soul. Dr. Uh, Dave Howell, the grandfather of sports medicine, he's passed away now. God rest his soul. These are my clients. So I learned how to take instruction and everything from high school and early on. And you're right. It gave me the personality to where I could be poured into. I wasn't a person that was so into myself or thought I knew so much that I didn't find enjoyment in listening to others. It's incredible when I think about, you know, back in the old day, we used to call them Rolodex. None of our younger listeners know what that is, but, you know, it's a little device that sat on your desk, and every one of those, you'd spin it around, there's little cards there with names and addresses and titles and information. We now call it our contacts in our phone, but you know what? The people that you know and have connection to is just breathtaking, and so... Tell me about, you're at the MAC and you're pouring into people and they're around you and you're around successful people. Are there some general yeah. observations that you see that you say, you know what, here's some common threads that I think we're passing through all of these people. And I'm going to let you think about that as we go to break, because when we get back, I want to hear about some of the great people and some of the great things that happened along the way. We've got Steve Morgan with us. We're so grateful that he's taken time out from his busy day to be with us on the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network.
The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. And we're back from our quick break right here with Steve Morgan. He's right here on the end of our line, and we're so grateful that he's spending time with us. And, you know, as he's talking about his time at the MAC, which is right here in the Lansing area, talking about some of the iconic people that he met and worked with. And so, Steve, my question before break was, are there some common threads that you saw in some of these distinguished leaders and people that you've seen that are quite impressive? What are those common threads that you saw that was something we could string together? Bless him. How about that? Here I was, 20-something years old, and Lou Brand is, is dropping knowledge on me. You know what I mean? And I didn't have any idea when I was going to use it, but I knew I had to listen. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, as soon as I would ask anybody else that about Lou Brand, all they would start saying is that how fabulous of a man he was and how many things that he had donated to this community. I was like, oh, and he's my client. I see him three days a week. <laughs> Maury, yeah, sure. Yeah, I felt very, very blessed to have these kind of people in my life. And the common threads were just be yourself, be good to other people, and always work hard. You just work hard. And good people around you will see that maybe you're not the smartest. Maybe, you know, I got some flaws. But at least I'm here every day and I'm trying. You bet. And I think that's the one thing I've seen in my career watching young people. If I had people that were working hard, you could coach them, you could lead them, you could help them because they were eager to make a difference and to do well. So we all have limitations and you just love somebody that at least is going to show up every day working hard to make a difference. But, you know, we have such short time here. I want to make sure that we don't spend too much time here because I want to get you over to Philadelphia because I think there are some big things that happen there in your life.
Come on fly. down, huh? <laughs> yeah, I said, I don't want to fly. I'm going to drive. So I drove out with a friend of mine, and I was sold. It was just a hole in the ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing there, but I met, once again, I met the president and the CEO of Crozier Keystone, and he was the president of the American Hospital Association at the time. And the things that that man told me opened my mind. He oh. said that I wasn't educated enough. He said that I needed to get out here and get with it. He said I was just going to be lost in the shuffle and I didn't have any goals. I said, how do you know that? He said, I'm listening to you talk. He said, you're a great salesman. But he said, what are your goals? I didn't have any. Wow. I didn't have any. I really didn't have any. I was just going along with the flow. Talk about and a wake-up call. Yeah, and it was a wake-up call from Jack McMeekin. If our listeners want to look that name up, Jack McMeekin, one of the most powerful men in the American Hospital Association history, graduate of Penn University, a graduate of Wharton, sat on the board at Wharton. I mean, he was just a phenomenal man, and he took me in and Next thing you know, in two years, I was a senior vice president for Crozer Keystone in, in charge of health services. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. He sent me to school. He sent me to the business school for Crozer Keystone Business School, a hospital administration. He sent me to Walt Disney for behind-the-scenes Disney challenges and stuff to learn how to mentor people. Sure. He took an interest in me and invested not only time from work, that I had to take off, but he invested money on trips for me to get better. Well, I think to me, it feels like a lesson for all of us when we're around others that we keep our eyes open because so many people affix who they think is talented or everything else based on boxes they've checked rather than the heart and the drive that's inside them. And this gentleman saw in you something that was going to be remarkable and that had great potential. And that's a lesson for all of us in a leadership position to look around, stay aware, be aware, no matter where those people are at. And when you can pour into somebody, what a difference you can make. It creates a ripple effect for lives and for years to come. And so, wow, Steve, that's just a great story. So glad you're sharing it with us. So glad you took time out to be with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Michigan, Michigan. 
Steve Morgan right here with us on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. I'm so grateful for your time, Steve. And of course, right now we're in the midst of your career out in Philadelphia. Some fantastic things are happening. Tell me about what's next in Philly. Stop you. How do you not just wander through your day with your jaw dragging going, how did this happen? <laughs> That's the coolest thing, right? Oh, it was awesome. Big. Once again, I got in and I did my part with a guy by the name of Alan Iverson. And uh, my worst was as a strength and conditioning professional to an organization. He said that we were always significantly undervalued. And he gave me an example. I want to run this through you because this is pure business. He said that if anybody else was managing $100 million worth of product, would we pay them less than a half a percent a year? And I said, no. He said, well, that's what we pay. We pay less than a half a percent for guys like you. And he said, you guys take it. And I was like, what can I say? I'm dumb. <laughs> but the organization, the National Strength and Conditioning Association, never explained business to you when you did your certification. Right. You know? Right, yeah, fair enough. Well, think about it. To this day, even, that was 30 plus years ago, well, or 27 years ago, but to this day, strength coaches do not even make 1% of the product that they manage, and they see them more than any other coach on the team. So true, and not to mention, there's the whole issue of whether you're playing football or whatever it is, but it's the fourth quarter when you're gassed. Totally unrelated, I guess, but I can remember being on a football field. I had nothing left to give, but the coach was not pulling me. But if I had better strength and conditioning, I would not have been so worthless in that moment. And when the game's on the line in the final moments when everything matters, that strength and conditioning coach really comes to play hard at that moment in time, right? about a change in venue <laughs> yep going from yep. downtown philly to downtown dubai yikes that <laughs> it's like what just happened there well it didn't look anything like it does now no i'll bet <laughs> no no it was the wild wild west back then guys would drive 110 miles an hour 
And there weren't quite the same beautiful skyscrapers as there are today, right? Well, there are half of them there. Sheikh Zayed Road, which is the main drag in Dubai, about half complete compared to where it is now. Yeah, I was actually in Dubai all the way up until, off and on, up until 9-11. Wow, isn't that something? Yeah, I was in Dubai when 9-11 happened. Yikes. Well, in our world, we got you back here in Michigan. Tell me about the journey back home, because we've only got one segment after this one, and this one's wrapping up. But how did we get you back and doing what you're doing with your current organization, Maximum Athletic Performance? Maximum Athletic Performance is at seven different locations, five different managers, and so on. So wherever Steve Morgan goes, that doesn't mean that Maximum Athletic Performance closes. There's people there that still, you know, are obligated. So, for example, when I came back, I started out at Gold's Gym right by the Mac, and then I built back up, and then I took off, and I went to Colorado and ended up working for the military. And all that time, MAP was still going on here in Lansing. Mm. So, you know, that's the business aspect of it, correct? You know, you're going to run your business, but I also have a life that – Well, what a life it's been too, Steve. I'm so glad you're here sharing it with us on the Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Vershero. We have one precious segment back here with Steve Morgan. We'll be back after these messages. Please stand by. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Oh, we've got only one segment left with the impressive Steve Morgan. He's doing such a great job for us, unpacking what he does and how he got here and doing such great things. But, you know, in his organization, we had an opportunity to talk because I stopped by, we refer to it as MAP, but it's Maximum Athletic Performance, and he's the owner and founder of the organization. But, you know, Steve, I think it's so important. When we were there talking to you about strikeout baseball with the John Smoltz Stadium we're building here in town, trying to get some funding together for that, and you helping us with all the people you know, you introduced us to a young person that was there as a young athlete you were working with. And I want people to understand I don't think you're just working on strength and conditioning in their bodies. I think you're getting inside their head a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I was in Dubai, I qualified at contractor school and started working and doing military-grade stuff and training and all that stuff and so on. I know that's another conversation, but what that did was expose me to various levels of intensity and understanding how your perception it's going to be how you respond. And that creates a physiological nightmare for people that are not in good enough condition 
having a somebody that spends all their day polishing and waxing their car, shining the wheels and making it beautiful, but doesn't ever change the oil or doesn't ever lift the hood. And so it feels to me that you've got such a comprehensive, complete way to approach people and looking at the entire process. And I'm so impressed with that. And I think I got to take us all the way back to Mississippi, where your family came north from. And in all of the things in the extended family we started with today, talking about the people that poured into you as a young man, and look at what happens today. You're paying it forward and pouring into other people around you, just like your coaches told you, just like your parents told you. Steve, I am just so impressed with that and what you're doing and what a difference you're making. Tell me before we run out of time, I want to make sure about the organization you have. If I'm an individual person in a company, do I get a hold of your organization for me personally, or do I have you come in and work with my employees? Tell me about the things that MAP does. Oh, thank you, Vic. Absolutely. If you just reach out to www.maximumathleticperformance.us or Google us, Steve Morgan Performance or something, Steve Morgan, anything is Steve Morgan training, I'm going to come up tactical training, whatever your organization may need. I can come out and we can put on, you know, a two-day workshop and things that will cover mental as well as physical training and help with the corporate programming that you may already have in place. If it's an athlete or a team or a high school, all they have to do is reach out and we can customize anything that you're looking for from testing to go ahead and getting an online app for you. I mean, there's so many ways that we can help the expertise to do it for you, you know, and we're local. Right now, I'm in Grand Rapids going down here. We have another facility here, and then I'll be back in Brighton tomorrow over at the Kensington Valley Ice Arena, and I got 60 kids over there we train. You know, so we're, like you said, when you opened up, we're everywhere over the state. You know, we're east, we're west. Just give us a call. Well, and Steve, I think it's so exciting. And I have to ask you, you strike me as somebody that could come in and fire up a crowd. Do people hire you to come and do public speaking for their team? I used to speak on behalf of Life Fitness on their equipment at all the international trade shows. So yeah, I have done it. But I normally save the rah, rah, rah for teams that I'm working with. Yeah. I don't like to come in as an outsider and try to pet people up when you don't know what they're going through Maybe they're down for a legitimate reason. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. Well, you know, you've pumped us up for a legitimate reason today, Steve. I'm just so <laughs> glad that we had some time to get together and be with you. You are truly a special gem right here in central Michigan, and you're doing great things for the state and great things for the young athletes that you're pouring into. And I think it's such a great nod and appreciation for the years back the family coming together as an extended family doing great things with you and uh, helping you along the way. You've helped us today. Steve, thank you so much for what you're doing and for, frankly, for who you are. Thank you very much for having me, Vic, and you have a wonderful day. We sure will, Steve. We're so grateful for you. We're grateful for everybody that tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks for listening to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. Can't wait to talk to you next time. (laughs) 